What did you see, Sam? I don't know. But whatever it was, I never want to see it again. And welcome to episode four of the Misanthropod Movie Club. I'm Snipe, and as always, I'm joined by Wib. Say hello. Hello. I'm also joined by the lovely Drummer Butt. Say hello. Hello. How are you, lovely gentlemen, this fine rainy evening? I am fine. I woke up like 20 minutes ago. You had a big, big EP, I think <laughs> the kids call it. Which uh, does mean that... I I realised that I have not watched the movie we're talking about today. I watched it, like, last week. So, uh... You're fine. This is going to be interesting. It'll be fine. But apart from that, everything is great. Matt, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Snipe? I am functioning within acceptable parameters. Thank you very much for asking. Good. And Wibble It, you were tasked with picking the movie that we're covering today. Yes. Would you like to explain... Why? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the movie that we are watching today is the 1961 giant monster film Gorgo. And uh, the reason why I picked this, uh, it's directed by uh, Eugene Laurie, by the way, if you're interested in such things. No relation. Um, and uh the reason i picked it is that is because it is a british take on what was at the time a quite new genre um the original godzilla came out in 1954 hmm. and by this point there was only one other godzilla movie which i think was 56 which is godzilla raids again so uh this was you know to do a monster movie where the person representing the monster is wearing a giant rubber suit was pretty novel at this point. For um, Western audiences, at least. For, well, not even for Western audiences, just in general. Mm. It was it was still relatively new. And, yeah, I, I remember watching it a while ago. I have some... and having um, some interesting thoughts about it. And so that's why I picked it, basically. Uh, one thing I do want to mention is that because this is an old movie, it's quite easy to just find places online that have it. Yeah. And the YouTube channel in particular I watched it on uh, is great because it was full of other weird old sci-fi movies and just weird sci-fi movies in general where no one cares about the copyright <laughs> and a lot of UFO and conspiracy theory documentaries. So, if you happen to really want to watch Thong Girl versus Zolta from Outer Space... I mean, and who here doesn't? Or a documentary about the aliens helped the, uh, how aliens helped the Nazis, then uh, there is a YouTube channel <laughs> where you can do both. Good. Good. So, uh, yeah. 
Uh, do either of you have any experience with this movie before? Or <laughs> yeah, no, no, um, no. this was actually one of my favourite movies growing up. Uh, no, of course, neither of us have anything to do with this. What the <laughs> hell kind of a question is that? <laughs> I don't know it could have. I have, it could have been possible. I had never heard of it. Did not know that there it existed. I had only heard of it in some of Wibb's unhinged rantings. Yeah, that complimentary. Checks out. That yeah, checks out. that makes it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and just kind of like as a passing kind of curiosity of like, oh yeah, it's it's just a weird like British kind of they wanted a piece of the kaiju pie and they did that and it's a bit weird and it's a short movie and nothing really, nothing more in depth than that I think. Okay, so yeah. Right then, uh, should I get to it then? I guess we should dive in. Yes, to Gorgo. We'll dive into Gorgo. Mm. Okay, so the movie starts with one of those lovely big drawn title cards, uh, which I always have a quite a fondness for. Um, yeah, and because it is a movie of a certain age, we get all of our credits up front, and right, of which there are none because there's like the the scaling of how many crew members are involved in movie making because it's like oh yeah here's like 30 people involved in this production and that's like literally that's the hair department for one like <laughs> actor yeah. in a modern movie that's the catering <laughs> that's the catering on for one location one, yeah. in Where, one location whereas yeah. this one it's like it's all special effects done by brian in a shed <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Shed Brian, he's great. He's the best at special oh, effects. I mean, Shed I mean he is pretty good at special effects. I'll give him that. Honestly, I was quite impressed with. That. Yeah, I will say, I, I actually really like it when they, uh, when you have like the credits up front and while some music plays because it kind of has a bit of. Um, in some t- sometimes, I think it can kind of help. A bit like kind of having an overture before something. Mm. It, it can kind of help prepare you for the movie that's about it to happen and set a tone. Gives you a bit of hype. Yeah. No, 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 I get um, that. Yeah, I don't know. I have a soft spot for it. Although not as much as in um, 2001 Space Odyssey, where the first time I watched it, because that has a proper overture before it with nothing on screen, I was like, uh, is my copy broken? Because <laughs> it's just a <laughs> yeah. blank screen for like no, five solid it's minutes. it's art, fool. <laughs> anyway... So, the actual movie itself opens on a bunch of people on a boat looking at some water that's all bubbly. I didn't get that at first. I thought, because it's, it's supposed to be like, there's like an Irish captain or whatever. And he's like pointing at the, the what I now know is bubbles. I thought he was pointing at the sun. And, and I just wrote, Irish captain confused at the sight of the sun. <laughs> which is pretty accurate. Mm, yeah. Not throwing shade on the Irish, love, love you guys, but like just like ah, the sun. That's what. What's that doing here in Ireland? Oh, that's man, this, unusual. This is going to be an interesting session for you. Understand, uh, you know, uh, being able to tell what accents from the UK are. I do you. Oh god. Okay. So the biggest. Okay. So those of you who don't know, I am partially deaf. I have high cre- frequency deaf like hearing loss. This movie didn't have subtitles. So I had to put YouTube CC captions on, which I wrote down. It was actually quite frightening. Frequently during musical stings, the the subtitles would say "hello." Yeah, it or, does that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Or when it, when and when people were firing guns, it would just put applause. And I'm like, I'm feeling <laughs> this is this is the start of an 80s horror movie. <laughs> this is crazy. But yeah, I had so much difficulty understanding because I can read lips, but everyone is ADR'd by like. 
different people. <laughs> yeah, there are some real so bad lip syncing like, going on in I, this movie. I was like, I can't, this, is a, this is an auditory nightmare for me. It's because I was having trouble listening to it. I was having trouble figuring out who was saying what. And if anyone was saying anything... I'm sorry, if, if, uh, if I ever... It was really difficult to, if, to if pay I, attention. If I ever select a giant monster movie again in the future, I'll pick one where I have a physical copy of it so it's got subtitles. Please, because that, like, that makes it genuinely borderline impossible to... So, if I don't know anything, that's why. It's <laughs> okay. because I'm physically disabled. <laughs> they have auditory processing issues anyway through my uh, my neurodivergence. So, it's like, okay. it was kind of just like, Gorgo, the movie that kicks you in the fucking dick. Because fuck you, defo. <laughs> okay, I'll get to the first line in the movie then. But I did hear it was fumbled. Yes, the See, very which made me laugh. Yeah, so uh, everyone's looking at looking at this like patch of water that's all bubbling over, and the very first line, which is Sam, it's looking terribly ugly. The men are getting terribly edgy. Um, however, it's fumbled, so he actually says, "Sam, it's looking terribly ugly. The me- the men are looking terribly edgy," and they kept that in the movie. They nice. could have reshot, and it's the very first line in the movie, which I think is a real good start. Starts you mean to go on? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're introduced to the first officer, Sam and Captain Joe, uh, the latter of which is scuba diving and looking at an old wreck that they're looking to salvage. Uh, if you can't tell these two characters apart during the movie, because they because they're both um, white guys from a certain era, uh, Joe is usually the one. Look the same. Yeah, Joe is usually the one wearing a hat. Yeah, he's the yeah. one dressed as, like, Captain fucking Birdseye. Yeah. And yeah. I got really hungry for fish fingers the just, whole time. Just look at look for the hat, and it's probably Joe. And yeah. he's the captain, technically. <laughs> there was a part where they're, t- where they're dressed up a little nicer later on in the movie, and I'm like, I can't yeah. remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, when it, when it first started, Sam, he's, like, sat on the boat, like, looking out to the horizon. He's definitely, he's like, I was just like, ooh, he's a bit of a hunk here. He's very, very masculine. But then yeah. he gets more and more generic somehow throughout the film. I don't, understand <laughs> I, don't, I don't quite understand what happened. Yeah. But mm. anyway. Anyway, so uh, the crew is all um, very nervous about the bubbly water, and eventually a volcano like erupts out of the water, throwing the, the model that represents the boat they're on around like crazy. I did love how they were hanging off the. Um, well, what is it? Is the boat steering wheel? Is it just the wheel? It's just the wheel. Okay, it's just the wheel. <laughs> How they were hanging off it, like honestly, they were acting their hearts out. Oh yeah, like, it was being thrashed around. But I could tell the the the, the wheel couldn't really cope to, with two fully grown men hanging <laughs> off it. It would look like it was oh, it looked like it was hanging on by a thread yeah. actually. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we it, it, after after you know the boat gets thrown around a bit, we uh, fade to what I assume is the next day, and the boat has um, gotten near to land. But it's pretty damaged and it's going to take about three days to repair. So, so Sam, Joe and another guy uh, go to shore noticing a bunch of like weird dead fish. They're like Junji Ito fish. Uh, like floating in the water, which is, uh, you know, they say it's because the volcano like tearing up the ocean floor, which is interesting because that's kind of like a plot point to uh, Godzilla Minus One, which is... I was thinking that. The movie that sort of inspired me to pick this because we'd just seen Godzilla Minus One when we recorded the last episode. Uh, so they come ashore to um, Nara Island, which isn't a real place, but it is an anagram of a real place, <laughs> which is an Irish fishing village, and they look for the harbour master. I have I have a note about this. They uh, they go up to what they think is the harbour master's like, uh, like hut, 
house, I guess, and they knock on the door and a little kid answers who I swear was Scottish. But they were like, ah, oh, no one will tell the difference. I, I couldn't tell the difference because the sound was so bad. <laughs> and I was like, hello, little boy, is your father home? No. Okay, how about the harbour master? And I just wrote, father and harbour master, the two genders. <laughs> it's like, we don't, want, we don't want to talk to a woman about this whole thing. <laughs> she'll, she'll have babies all around it. I will, I, I will state, I uh, do not offhand know the nationality of the actor playing Sean. So I'm not, and given your track record with accents, I am not going to <laughs> wow. confirm did, nor deny. I did notice in the YouTube comments when I was clicking through those just to sort of see what people's general vibe for it was after I'd watched it. Some, there's a couple of people were commenting on how good the accent is of the kid, considering he's not from wherever the accent is of. But that's just random people on YouTube, so that's likely to be a lie, I guess. I've, I've had <laughs> English people ask me if I was from Birmingham. Like, straight yeah, off the plane. Yeah, yeah. So, like, fucking nobody can be trusted here. I'm not that bad. <laughs> I, 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 again, that I watched bad. this, like, a week ago, so that's not a thing that I committed to memory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yes, they get some directions in Gaelic, which is apparently actually accurate. Um, some of the time. To... Yes, but there's reasons. Uh, <laughs> Money and racism. No, no. Uh, just, just to kind of give a little bit of a, 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 a an interesting little spoiler here. Um, when they ask the guy, uh, you know, where the harbour master's house is, he responds with, if I remember correctly, something like, "What do we do now?" Um, which uh, IMDb's stupid error section yeah. uh, says is an error, but it's not an error. It's it's foreshadowing, but only for people who can speak Gaelic. Yeah, which is interesting because, yeah, <laughs> that, that is actually a thing they would be they were saying to each other, mm. not to the guy. Anyway, um, so they find the harbour master's house, which is definitely bigger on the inside. So it may be a TARDIS because you see a shot on the outside and on the inside, <laughs> and it's definitely bigger on the inside. Shut up, nerd. <laughs> um, and so yeah, they meet this guy called or this this boy, this young boy Boy-er. called Sean. Who announces, out, apropos of nothing, that he doesn't have a father, but he does odd jobs for McCartin, who is the harbour master who's not here right now. No, that's child labour. Uh, McCartin he's, he's is... He's an orphan that the studio owned. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> McCartin is an archaeologist as well, and so lacking any better plans, Sean goes and takes them to go and look at some Viking artefacts they've found and cleaned up. Um, and after I... kind of poking around there for a moment, uh, McCartin shows up whose actor has a real stern look to him. Honestly, like, there's a couple of bits of lighting later where he's, like, having a, a bit of a heated discussion with Sam and Joe, and, like, they're lit, like, their eyes are lit so bright that I thought for a second I was like, Thunderbirds. Very Thunderbirds. I've just, oh, they've all got plastic hair. They're all in <laughs> turtlenecks and, and polo shirts. Well, yeah, and... they have to wear turtlenecks to cover up where the join for the, yeah. uh, the, the body yeah. and neck is. <laughs> And I was just like, oh my god, these, this is so distracting. <laughs> but yeah, so McCartan shows up, and he basically tells them that if they want to stay for longer than 24 hours, uh, they need a permit. So uh, basically, he's just come to tell them to fuck off, uh, because he's not telling them how to get a permit either. <laughs> I like him. Um, Sam and Joe leave wondering uh, why McCartan is so prickly, and decide to try and find out. Uh, they get. You see, I think the next time you see them, they're actually on uh, a boat, and they're starting to like talk to some of the other people in the village who are also on boats. Yeah, which one of them is shouting it in Gaelic, and the thing is, like, I don't know the difference between Irish and Scottish Gaelic, and there will be a. Di- I'm foreign. Don't be mean and angry at me, mm. Scottish and Irish people, please. But I did hear like 
I'm sure I heard a Sassanac in you there. You did. They say you hear them say the word Sassanac multiple times, which is basically kind of a, like a ugh, fucking Englishman. Yeah, uh, officially, I believe it just means like foreigner, but, uh, it, but is, it, is it is used often yeah. used der- it's used derisively in Scots Gaelic. Um, my nana did but it does also exist. That. It does also <laughs> exist in Irish Gaelic. I did okay, check. Okay, yeah. but yeah, no, I did hear that, and I was like, I, I'm pretty. I know that word. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, basically, um, uh, the people in the boats tell them to fuck off again, but in Gaelic this time. Uh, however, they find out that there's two local divers have gone missing, and they notice, and um, Sam and Joe notice one of them floating in the water, and so they pull him up onto the boat. Uh, he's got fancy gold coins. He's got, like, the thinnest gold coins that they could manage. And the guy's, like, moaning and carrying on, and then they look at him, and they're like, oh, he's dead. Uh, yeah, he, like, how the fuck did he just die? And they're like, "Oh, he must. Oh, he must have been scared. He, he's dead. He he ah. he acclimatized to the water, and so they brought him out, and he couldn't breathe the air anymore. No, that's not. That's, <laughs> that's not what happened. That's no. definitely how that works. That's also, can you tell I started getting really bored because I started putting my Charmander stamp all over my notes? Yeah, that checks out. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah. Diver is dead. Um, <laughs> one got, of the characters says, "Yeah, one of the ca- characters says, like, um, if you ask me, he died of fright." And then is... they just accept that as the cause of death. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other diver is entirely missing. So uh, a little bit later, Sam and Joe decide to go diving in the same area to try and find what's going on. Also, maybe you find that there's more of that treasure. You know, maybe, maybe. I'm sorry, but like that's the mo- that's the peak peakest slasher brain where it's like this man apparently died of fright and that this time in, in this decade we think that that's only a thing that happens to women so like something so powerful to scare a man to death now nah, let's go dip our balls in this uh this <laughs> yeah, 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 ocean for some like yeah. fucking dairy milk chocolate <laughs> coins shall we Anyway, they. Uh, I, to be fair, I think the the I have seen like real world ancient coins that look like the ones that they have that are very thin. Like, nah, it is a real thing that exists. I would respect a man more if he was diving for dairy milk chocolate coins than just like, oh yeah, this is fucking very trendy. I mean, this shit? is true. I don't like Sam and Joe very much for reasons that become like apparent. Them either. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so you see them kind of swimming around for a bit with um, very era appropriate diving music, as in. Uh, all the music sounds like it's from Stingray. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> uh, so they foots around on the seabed for a while, and eventually they see a monster. Is it? Is it Gorgo? Gorgo? Uh, Gorgonzola? I mean, one is to assume. Uh, would someone like to describe the monster that we see here? It's like... It's, it's like... I've forgotten the name. Flappy Ear Baby. It's a Godzilla. It's a Godzilla. It's a Godzilla. It's a flat, no, the, 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 the had a lady suit actor. Oh, Baragon. It, it's, it looks like Baragon with tiny ears. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. I actually get that. Um, I, uh, that's Predator Baragon, ex- not Barugon, which is a Gamera monster. Yeah, you idiot. We're talking about Baragon, the creature that debuted in Frankenstein uh, Conquers the Earth. Is it Frank? Actually, is that the name? I, oh, I don't know. Anyway, I do like anyway. how they, they do commit to making its little ear fins flap a bit throughout the movie. <laughs> I do like that a lot. I think that's quite cute. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, seeing a giant monster, they quickly head to the surface and are like, yeah, we're not going to do that again. <laughs> they, the, the thing is, 
they're they just, so like don't care. They just, just light up a cigarette on the surface. Like they're just, they're just like leave. they pop up, they they spark up, spark up, and like I can't remember fucking Sam or Joe, who the whoever the hell is like. Oh, did you see something, Sam? And like the most ADR'd, he's like desperate to get home and have a jerk off or something, <laughs> and he's like, if I you know guess, and I don't want to see it again. And then it's just like, and then it's like having a cigarette in the boat. They don't care. I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I would literally like, I would rent a Skyrider to go. Yo, there's some spooky shit down there. But now he's just like, oh, I'll just have a cigarette. I don't care. Yeah, yeah it's like better dry my hair. It's just you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. got to scrunch it because I've got got some curls coming in. And I don't want to like you know make them blow out or anything. Uh, anyway, so uh, a little bit later on again, um, at night, they're taking on supplies to leave because obviously they can't stay in this, this village. Not without long. a permit. Not without a permit. Uh, but Sean shows up to tell them that McCartan wants to see them and that the whole concept of the passport was a heathen lie anyway. A heathen lie. Which is a, a fun turn of phrase to hear from like an eight-year-old. <laughs> I am so upset. No one's ever accused me of lying like a heathen. Yeah. Please comment down below on how much of a heathen I am and how I lie. <laughs> um, so as they get, you know, they they come into the village, they see um, loads of the villagers, like, going around carrying torches, some of them getting in boats carrying torches, like they're... Torch boats, yeah. Like they're going after, like, Frankenstein's, Frankenstein's monster, but, yeah. But wet. Um, oh. And Sean explains that, oh, it's because they think a shark got the missing diver, which does... So they're going to go set fire to a shark. Yeah, it does not actually explain why they're carrying torches on boats, but anyway. Uh, sharks are afraid of fire because that is their natural predator. Yeah. Uh, so they go see McCartan, who basically uh, tells them off for snooping around and that they need to uh, fuck off even quicker. Uh, <laughs> Sam and Joe are like, yeah, we want to. This place sucks. Um, and then we cut to some of the villagers in the boats, uh, who are like looking in the water and one of them throws a harpoon in and hits something. And then a very pissed monster who has a harpoon stuck in his head erupts from the water. I'd be pissed off as well. I'm just like hanging out and someone harpoons me through the head. <laughs> um, and yeah, you get a bit, a better look at the monster now, which is yes, very Godzilla like, except it has glowing red eyes and it, yes, it has little fins at the side of its head. I mean, uh, same, head. but yeah. Uh, little little ear fin things going on. Uh, Ashley kind of like how um, so, some old art of the Loch Ness Monster is portrayed. Hmm. Occasionally has those little little head fins. Probably it's it's often seen on like, here be dragons kind of illustrations. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, the monster rears out of the water and starts smashing up the boats and comes ashore, the locals all start shooting it with small arms. Um, Sean doesn't seem particularly happy about this. And he's not really upset about it either. Yeah, but he's kind of like, like, he's kind of like, oh, can, oh fucking stop it. You dickhead. I've got to say, the, um, the, the um, bullet fire here, the sort of bullet, the ricochet noise. Is, yeah, it's it, just like, it's, what is a ricocheting is, off? I, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, that, but... <laughs> No, my point was it sounds, and I haven't gone back to check this, but it sounded exactly like the memory of the ricochet sound from Time Splitters. And <laughs> I just like, I'm just like, I just, I just want to go play Time Splitters now. I haven't thought about this game for about twenty years, but that, rico- <laughs> that ricochet sound just put me right back to playing Time Splitters. It was amazing. Maybe they come from the same sound library. They might. Honestly, they probably. Might. I was honestly. 
I, I was very amused by the fact that Gorgo's roar is just an elephant, but a bit pitch shifted. Yeah, but that's kind of common with this kind of thing. Yeah, but then later they're on a trailer talking about how these zoo animals are like, ah, they're scared of Gorgo, and you hear an elephant going, oh, fuck, and it's just like, that could be Gorgo. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know her. I will say there's a really nice composite shot here uh, where you see Gorgo, like, walking on land, and there's, um, like, the people in the village running away from mm. it, and it's kind of like there's a, there's a, a there's a lot of this. It's, it's, it's some really cool shots. Yeah, that actual shot, like, uh, I mean... I don't expect everyone else to be as familiar with giant monster movies of this time period. Yes, you do. But that shot is really good for this time period. Like the the seam is near invisible, and it like genuinely there are occasional shots in this movie that are so well done that it kind of takes me aback, and it makes it makes me as someone that likes this kind of stuff like the movie a lot more purely from like a technical level, mm. you know. I don't expect anyone else to have any fondness for the movie for these reasons, I want to be clear. That's good. Uh, so Sam and Joe start hurling some flaming logs at, uh, at the monster <laughs> and the villagers yeah. start to join in. Um, and not wanting this wanton bullying, the monster heads back into the ocean. I've written, uh, they throw sticks, etc. Quote, balls to this, I'm off. Yeah, pretty much. He's yeah, like, the monster's like, oh, f- yeah, oh sod this. I don't like it when people throw sticks at me. It's very Fire weird. sticks specifically. Uh, like, you know, it's like some of them throw like harpoons at them, and they just kind of land sideways in its mouth, and it's like, yeah, 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 because like no one there knows how to throw a spear. Which fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the next morning, the villagers are all, just everyone is yelling at McCormick, uh, and who says that no one is allowed to leave, and invites Sam and Joe inside to talk about what's going on. Uh, they're like, look, we know there's a treasure, so how about we solve this monster problem for you, and you could let us in on the treasure? Um, they do all this in an unreasonably threatening manner. They do. Like, <laughs> straight up, they are... I kind of see this as just like the the biological need to attack the Irish that is inherent in all <laughs> English people. <laughs> You might be onto something there. <laughs> I was just like, wow, you'll really fucking love bullying the Irish, okay. Yeah, it's... Uh, Which the, will come up later. <laughs> like, they're so antagonistic for no, like, for no good reason. And, like, McCormick is, like, a piece of shit as well. Like, he, he is also... Everyone here, apart from Sean, is unreasonably, like, harsh and aggressive at all times. Mm-hmm. And you are sitting there going, so Joe and Sam are supposed to be the heroes, yet... They did kind of just threaten a guy into giving him some tre- giving. He was not even treasure. treasure. It's like priceless archaeological like discoveries. Yeah, that they're gonna hawk to some twat in London. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, all right. Um, Sean has actually been spying on this whole thing, and when they leave, he chases after Sam and Joe, and basically tells them, "You're being dicks." About this, and uh, the, the seamen then just wonder how they're going to kill the monster. Maybe they're going to use dynamite, and maybe it'd be worth more if it's alive. Um, so, it's the boat, which apparently was going to take three days to fix, but is apparently just fixed now. Um, very lucky, really. Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, is going out, uh, going out onto uh, the water, and their plan is that Joe is going to get into a bathysphere as bait... As a, yeah, maybe it's not super clear. What I thought he was is. just going for another explore. I didn't realize he was like. I'm sure they do use the term bait. Idea. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear bait. I just thought he was just going to go. I'm going to go and like see if like I can see the monster's balls or something. 
I didn't know what he was doing. Because like they're talking about catching it, and they have a plan. Um, yeah, they don't tell us the plan. Yeah, they don't tell us the plan. But anyway, it was like, bro, just trust us. It's cool. So they lower him down. Uh, if you know a bathysphere, a little submersible thing that is dropped down on a rope from a boat. If you don't know, I, 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 does everyone know what a bathysphere is? I know that it's spelt bath bathysphere. Like, oh, this is a sphere you put in the bath. Yes, yes, this it's is a bath true. bomb is what I'm saying. Um, so he lowers down. He kind of has a bit of a pee around at, at the ocean for a bit, and then we see the monster swimming around. It's 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 adorable and goofy. I like its ears. Um. So the monster comes up and grabs the bathysphere and they start to pull it up. Um, it should be mentioned, the monster's like, what, like 30 feet tall it or is, something? Uh, canonical listed is 65. Yeah. I Which is cool oh, because he goes 60 foot down in the water. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just at 10 fathoms is 60 feet. And 65. Yeah, I like that. And, and, yeah, and it's just, you just see the top of its stupid face <laughs> being like, hello, don't mind me. <laughs> Either that or I'd like to headcanon that the, uh, the guy who's leading, like, where the bathysphere goes, just doesn't fucking know how big a fathom is. And he's just guessing because <laughs> he never learned. This is my hot take. No one, no one in, like, uh, naval engineering or, or like, who, who's on a boat knows what a fathom is. They've been making it up for years. They have. They're like, oh, yeah, it's just like the, you know, like the uh, thinking light year is like um, time. It's like, oh, yeah, fathom, that's, uh, oh, Rope. Yeah, that's, that's about 40 fathoms away. I don't fucking know. It's like, oh. <laughs> anyway. There was 40 fathoms left in that ketchup uh, this morning when I got mm. up, and now... But yeah, I, th- I think I kind of underestimated the, the height of it because of things that happen later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so it's, it's it's quite big. Quite big. Not not the biggest kaiju. It's but a big relatively big. I mean, um, yeah. Um, so... Uh, the monster grabs the bathysphere. Um, I'm not 100% sure why Joe had to be inside it for this. but It's a good thing. <laughs> uh, so they start to pull it up whilst dropping nets from above, which envelop the creature so that they're able to haul it to the surface. <laughs> I, I do love this. There's, you know, there's a big struggle and they're like, oh, you know, let's just get a net. And then the net is fine. And I was like, that's never going to work. And then the next scene, it's just somehow it's all tied up, on tied top up of the in the net somehow <laughs> and it's just looking pretty miserable and kind of fed up it's like wow i really let that net work on me huh <laughs> yeah my other point from this is that i really enjoyed how the the chain was like they couldn't pull up the bathysphere when it was being held down by the by the monster gorgo but when the chain was holding on to gorgo they could lift it up fine all is well <laughs> gorgo was yeah. kicking along and helping uh, yeah yeah okay yeah. It's a little maybe. Oh no! It was the weight of Gorgo and the bathysphere that was too much for those chains. Okay. Apparently, it was that was the exact amount. Remove yeah. the bathysphere. It was, yeah, the bathysphere still was, there. If it was lighter and didn't have a fully grown ass man in it, maybe weight <laughs> would have been a bit better as well. Yeah, but like, look at it this way: you don't get clear shots of much about how this process of catching it with a net worked. Yeah. So uh, I can say anything here, and you can't actually prove me wrong. <laughs> if there was just Fair. one of them holding up Fair. a sign underwater that says "Bro, just trust me," and then the next sign, next scene is them with Gorgo on the boat, I'd be like, "Yeah, you know what?" Yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, we then get a montage of the world's press reporting that the monster's been caught with. Um, Speculation that it might have been released from somewhere under the earth with all the seismic activity from the uh, volcano earlier. A uh, very English news presenter says, Some scientific authorities are suggesting that the whole thing may be is merely an elaborate Irish hoax. Which is... Again, they can't help but bully the Irish. Which Fucking is, leave yeah, them alone. It was one way to put that. 
so back on the boat, the monster is still is you know trapped under the under the net, and there's a couple of uh, professors from the University of Dublin who show up and are like very oh. English people oh. <laughs> for, for people from Dublin. They're like, we'll take it, um, and you'll be uh, properly compensated for the trouble. And can I just say, I actively laughed out loud, because the moment these guys are off screen, they went, so fuck the Irish, let's sell it to some prick in London. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what? The, the people like, in London are I bound was... to have more money than the Irish. Yeah, literally, <laughs> and I was like... Because neither of you, like, the Irish didn't say, they said they would be properly compensated. Like... Yeah, like, and the Irish are like, because they found it in Irish waters, so this, this, the scientific discovery belongs to the Irish, and the English are immediately like, <laughs> fuck those Irish people, it's ours. Yeah, checks out. And I'm like, wow, this yeah, is yeah, this yeah. is pretty accurately describing like history between the two countries. So yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, I literally wrote down the English just can't help but fuck over the Irish, can they? Ah, <laughs> uh, you ain't wrong. Uh. I mean, just insert any other culture into that sentence as well. And the English, the English just can't pretty... help but fuck over the insert name of culture. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they put a guy on guard duty in order to shoot the monster if it moves, but we've seen bullets don't do anything to it, so I'm not really sure. What I think that the plan is. I think the gun is just to make the guard feel better. Possibly, yeah. which honestly, credit to the guy playing the act, like to the actor playing that guy. He is he looks so ready to stand there for twelve hours. Like yeah. he's like, oh, I've been waiting my whole life for this to point a gun at something that can't die. Oh, I can't wait to just be murdered because something's immune to small arms fire. Oh. <laughs> So Sam and Joe see more mysterious bubbles in the water and they reason that they're coming off the creature because they're like spraying it with water. So something on the creature coming off is like making the water. Oh yeah, because the scientists say, oh, keep spraying it with water because it's an underwater creature, you idiot. So they just keep yeah, the, yeah, water. Yeah, the, the professors earlier like say that. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so that while they're talking about this, they hear a scream and uh, the guard... <gasps> Uh, from the guard, uh, because the monster's getting all ornery and has, like, injured him somehow. Not entirely sure. Yeah. Um, I feel like... Oh, yeah, I missed the thing. Yeah, because we see Sean is stowed away on the boat, and he tries... Yeah, he tries to, like, open Because he's, he's... That's why they put a guard on the, uh, on the monster, because he tries to free... He tries yeah, to free and it. then Sam, or Joe, I can't tell the difference anymore, he, he grabs him and goes... Come on, you little nuthead, which, whoa, that's a bit much. Yeah, it's uh, Joe, Joe. Uh, if someone does something unreasonably dickish, it's probably Joe. He is the much worse person. He does, like, pick him up and just walk off with him. Yeah, basically. Like, I'm um, going to throw this child in the brig. That's yeah, like, they okay. basically just have a child now. This is just a thing. I did write down earlier that the sexual tension between him, Joe, and the doctor was pretty high. So, like, maybe they could be a throuple that adopts a child. Maybe, maybe. I mean, they'd all be shit parents for twats. You know I, what I mean? I do kind of like, because, yeah, so basically they have, um, I, I guess you could call it either an involuntary kidnapping or an involuntary adoption has just happened. I feel that you sh- shouldn't call it the second one, maybe. It, like, well, they, they, they basically have adopted him for the rest of the movie now. Yeah, I guess. Um, but also, he kind of got himself kidnapped. Like, also victim blaming. So they, yeah, so <laughs> so like they have sort of done a kidnapping, whether they like it or not. Okay, I, I guess. Your Honor, that child made me kidnap him. Sean does have a line that I kind of like, uh, which is something along the lines of like, because they're they're like, oh yeah, you know, we're going to take the monster and you know show it to people, and he's like, why should anyone have to see it to know it's there? Which is I I, I kind of like that. I can't basically. believe Sean's an anti-vaxxer. It, it, I, I think I feel it because it's sort of like 
gets into a like the commodification of nature of the you can appreciate nature in its own environment without having to take nature and like put yeah, it on man's little, terms. Yeah, but a little Irish boy said it, so no one's gonna listen to him. Well no, no. Um But yeah, so the monster's done some shit, injured a guy, whatever. Uh, we then cut to London, and we see there's a whole circus tent like set up for the creature, and there's like a band playing <laughs> from, when they arrive. Explicitly from Dawkins Circus, which yeah. I wrote Dawkins Circus. <laughs> I quite like how when you see the band playing, it's um, very obviously just stock footage of a band. Well, they've like um, composited in some like bunting over some strategic areas of the footage, which means there was something underneath there that they didn't want the audience to see. It was like, yeah, King Kong. And it's probably either because it explicitly says something about where that footage was taken from, or maybe one of the guys had his dick out. I don't know. I hope like the, the trombonist had his dick out. That'd be pretty funny. That is a problem with trombone players. We Can't we can say as away. people who are all in a ska band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they always have their dicks out. So yep. it's it just helps them play better. Yeah, no, I don't know. Just yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I do like the uh, the because like, you see shots of London and like the Gorgo things everywhere, and I do like you have the like radio announcer talking about. It. It's like, why is it called Gorgo? We don't know. Oh well, <laughs> that's my favorite line of the film. I love it. It's so it's such yeah. a non sequitur. So called. Like, we don't know. They why. don't know why. <laughs> the thing is, like two minutes later, they actually like, know, answer right? that, so they don't actually they need to bring it up. Need to put no. that in there because now I was just that's like oh yes, yeah, so you can see the posters for Gorgo everywhere. My wife left me, don't know why. And then we're gonna be the Dawkins Circuit. It's like what the fuck is this? This guy doesn't even have like a script. He's just. He's just freewheeling at this point. He's recording a podcast that everyone in London has to listen to, which can't relate. (laughs) Anyway, uh, in London, the professors have caught up with Sam and Joe and are mad at them for, you know, not bringing the monster where they said they were. Not keeping their word. Yeah, not keeping their word. Which is like, yeah. And also Fair. saying how wildly irresponsible it is to bring this creature into a highly populated city. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, this thing could have, like, bacteria on it from, like, under the sea. that, And it basically, it's like, Gorgo, like, Sam and Joe caused COVID-19. And they <laughs> did not care. And then they blamed the Irish. I mean... It's canon. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, they say the creature's been named Gorgo, uh, and uh, there's yeah signs up for it everywhere. You see it like a, a Piccadilly Circus and things. Um, and it's being paraded around London on the back of a flatbed lorry whilst it's sedated. <laughs> and I would love to know what happened to that prop, because it is a real full-size prop. I want to know what people were thinking in London when they were closing off the streets, driving that thing through, going, ah... Okay. Although the, the the radio presenter does earlier say people in London don't give a fuck about anything. I mean, they're from London, like you know, they see shit like they this have, every. They day. have like a bar where everyone's in a suit with a pint in front of them, and they're like, "Londoners are notoriously hard to convince." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. They do say uh, that this creature should have gone extinct ten million years ago, which does continue the tradition from the nineteen fifty four Godzilla of not knowing how long ago dinosaurs lived. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, like 20 years, it's fine. And declaring something much, much bigger than a dinosaur is a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. But anyway, 
the creature is brought to uh, Battersea Park for display at um, Dawkins Circus. <laughs> uh, Sam and Joe are like basking in the fame, and the circus owner is bra- who's just a guy named Dawkins. Is bragging about how he's, you know, spared no expense and all that shit. <laughs> and also explains that Gorgo is a deliberate allusion to the Gorgon. Gorgonzola, like the no, cheese? The Gorgon of... Gr- <laughs> it's Greek myth. I'm, I always get my Greek and Roman myth mixed up. Gorgonzola. Okay. I'm really proud of it. I can, t- I can tell you've zoned out of this movie. <laughs> I do not fucking care. <laughs> anyway. I mean, Gorgonzola... I- I will mention also that um, in uh, this got pointed out in like the trivia for the movie when I looked up some stuff afterwards, and it made, and I went back and checked and I was like, oh shit! Um, you see two women talking to Dorkin here. Um, <laughs> these are the only two women in the movie. Like, I was speaking wondering lines. actually because I, I was trying to think of like when I saw one of them because she was and she was so made up. I was like, is this like an old Shakespeare play thing where they've got like a kind of femme dude to just dress in drag because they hate women that much they don't <laughs> want one because they did like try and do the whole oh yeah they went and stole from a minority like this this big scientific thing and a bunch of artifacts but they couldn't bear to have people of color on screen so they just made it the Irish. Because at least they were white or some. It's like all of this just oozes with of the time racism and sexism. I mean, yeah, but I'll be perfectly honest. Uh, this gets a lot of points for unlike so many of the uh, Toho, Toho, the company that make Godzilla films. Uh, so many of the Toho monster movies of the time just containing lots of actual blackface. So yeah, okay, you know what? It's like not as big of a dick as they could have been. Yeah, and they tended to be um, misogynist in a much more active manner rather than just forgetting women exist, which is what this movie does. Yeah, Why although it does mean, although it does mean, since these two women do not, are, are, are the, are each has one line and they do not speak to each other, absolutely amazing fail of the Bechdel test. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought I mentioned that. Uh, so uh, Gorgo is lowered into its giant enclosure. And it's an empty swimming pool. It's I mean, yeah, wreck. yeah. I'd well, be pissed off. Why was Gorgo? I was very confused because they he'd like. Oh no, sorry. This is later. Hang on. I've got my notes. Got to look. Okay. I'm... <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll, I'll be mad in a minute. Um, so he's lowered in into his enclosure, and the <laughs> chains are removed as the tranquilizer is starting to wear off. Um, I a will paparazzi say... jumps the fence and like takes a photo, and the flash like. <laughs> I will say I really did like the. You can hear Gorgo breathing. Just sleepy breathing. And yeah, there's a lot of go ASMR. There's a lot of little touches that are quite good yeah. in this movie. And then, yeah, Paparazzi literally King Kongs him and pisses <laughs> yeah. him off with the flash. Yeah, it jumps up, takes a flash, uh, it take, you know, takes a photo. The flash goes off, makes Gorgo mad, so it breaks free of the remaining bombs. And we get um, Sam or Joe's like most understated response to this. It's like, what did he say? He says, well, that's a hell of a dumb thing to do. Like, understatement of... Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, mate, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, you flashed a sleeping fucking dinosaur because... Eh. <laughs> um, so uh, they, they're like, go, get the flamethrowers, because this circus has flamethrowers. Every yeah, circus obviously. in London has flamethrowers, all 16 of them. Um, uh, to try and push it like back into the actual pen. Uh, before it smashes up too much stuff, because it is, it does kind of go on a mini rampage, like knocking over vehicles and That's stuff. That's a treat, yeah. And it lightly tail whips uh, a guy who. Um, oh, yeah, dies. it just kills a random guy, and they're like, not 
Lenny. Uh, and when this guy dies, uh, the soundtrack treats it like we fucking love this guy. We love this Lenny. This is a big moment. I do not remember the guy's name. I did not note it down because he is not important. Lenny. Was it actually Lenny? No, I made it up. Okay. I was thinking of the Simpsons joke, like, not Lenny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's been killed. Uh, it, it's 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 kind of like when uh, the guy gets killed at the start of Jurassic Park. It's like uh, to show you, uh, this, show you that this, this is a bad of... idea. He's already, like, Gorga's already killed, like, a few people. And it's just like, hey, you idiots, were you paying attention? He's killed a man in, on London soil, so now it matters. Unlike that Irish soil. I, I think it's more that he <laughs> has killed a guy whilst they think they're in control. Okay. I think that's the actual purpose. I, I still like the whole kind of... Not Lenny. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, well, on to the big opening night. Dawkins giving his uh, yeah. best King Kong, like, eighth wonder of the world speech. I noticed some Yorkshire um, ADR here. There's a guy handing out popcorn. He goes, popcorn, get your popcorn. And I'm like, I'm washing the man's mouth. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I just wrote Yorkshire ADR. Given your track record of isolating Yorkshire accents, uh, I want everyone to go back into the movie and (laughs) fact check Snipe if that is indeed a Yorkshire accent. I did not. I did not note that down. It wasn't. I I did because I know I can I can tell about sixty percent of the time if somebody's already from Yorkshire. I think that's pretty impressive, quite frankly. I'm going to argue those numbers, or I would, but we need to get on with this. Okay. (laughs) So yes, Dawkins giving his best speech. Um, we find out the entry to see Gorgo is five shillings, which would be about five pounds fifty in today's money if I worked out right. So, like, <laughs> less than a bus ticket. I mean, depending on where you're going, yeah. Um, <laughs> Private buses, it's less than a bus ticket. Yeah. Uh, everyone's um, sort of crowded around this sort of. It, you know what it is? You know, you say, yeah, it is just a swimming pool, isn't it? Because they're in it's like. It's just the, a swimming pool. They're in like the seats and the around deep end it. The hasn't been cleaned out properly and they've gone, ah, it needs to stay wet. It's fine. Let the fucking suit actor get trench foot. We don't care. Yeah. It's and the so fucking 50s. They're all kind of just in the seats around it and people are just kind of. <laughs> they're cheering at it. They're just kind of looking at it. They're like, oh, yeah, it's a fucking dude in a swimming pool. Fucking love this shit. They're eating snacks and just kind of watching whilst this animal is like just screeching. Just elephant noising everywhere. And it just seems unreasonably cruel, but having been to London, this does entirely check out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what it's like catching the tube. Uh, Sam is uh, starting to come down with a case of having a conscience, and he's obviously not feeling... Well, maybe not conscious, but he, I think he's really starting to realise this whole thing is a real bad um, guy. Yeah, because... A, a when... real bad um, real bad move, because he knew, he you know... He knew um, Lenny. He knew the guy. who. Oh, I did note it down. His name was Mike. Mike oh, Lenny. Mike. Oh, Mike. We miss we miss Mike. Pull oh. pull one out for Mike. Yeah, pull one off for who, Mike. Who may have been on the salvage crew the whole time and I just didn't pay attention. Yeah, no, no one knows. <laughs> Everyone looks so similar. Um, it's hard to tell. But yeah, them Sam, Sam is like, yeah, something bad is going to happen. Um, and you see, yeah, Sean's in the background, um, like resting in bed because yeah, he's he, they've just adopted him. It's just a thing. I thought it was really weird because it looked like they they cut to Sean lying in bed listening to his dad's argue, and like I was like, is that any even? even in the trailer they're in? Or has he just got supersonic boy hearing? <laughs> you can just... see him in the background of the shot, so... I didn't notice him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice him 
<laughs> oh my god! Uh, so uh, Sam and Joe get a call from those professors, and they go and uh, go and see them, um, and they're told that. They reckon that Gorgo is not actually an adult that is probably just a baby. So they've been torturing a baby. So that's cool. Yeah, that's, again, very on brand for the English. Uh, and since... Adopt, uh, like abducting and torturing Irish children. <laughs> uh, and since Gorgo is about 50 odd feet tall, uh, an adult would probably be around 200 feet tall. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's an Mommy's issue. Mommy's very angry. Uh, and, uh, you know... They, they're kind of like, well, since uh, you, Joe, are a massive prick, we're going to go above your head and not let you report this to anyone. We're going to report this to the authorities directly because you are a dick. I mean, Joe is kind of a massive dick. Um, we uh, we then get a shot back of Sean kind of hanging out with Gorgo, like, um, and you know, he's doing like the, the we do see child thing where they just like have a connection with the giant monster and are like. Truly, man is the real monster. And this is long before uh, you'd kind of have that shit show up in Godzilla movies. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. I think also before I can't remember when the first Gamera movie was made. Who, who, um, which we are. I kind of want to make you guys watch um, Gamera at some point. I will ask that you don't. But there's a kid in it who's failing school because he likes turtles too much. Literally. Me! (laughs) They are coming for me where I is. Is that why you don't want to watch Gamera? It's too close to home. It's just. Yeah. And I was like, my father was like, you need to study, otherwise you'll never become a, I don't know, a horse astronaut. And I was like, yeah, I can. I can do that and love turtles. And he was like, no. And he would throw my turtles away. (laughs) Anyway. We do see there is an electric fence around Gorgo's pen, which is what's actually keeping him in, uh, because obviously he he's not fully submerged by this empty swimming pool. <laughs> that's because someone's like pissed in it, and it's got like piss depth levels. I think that's water. Gorgo's piss. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just Gorgo's piss. That makes it so much worse. Yeah. <laughs> quick, quick, fellas, we need to pee in the pool. <laughs> Which is it's not like, the no, most pissed it in itself. Which is not the most uncomfortable bowel movement in a uh, old kaiju movie. Uh, that honor belongs the to the film either. Yongari, uh, a South Korean oh, uh, kaiju movie. Uh, Yongari. Um, anyway, so uh, Gorgo piss. Yeah, so uh, we all have to think about Gorgo piss. <laughs> <laughs> and we uh, go back to Nara Island. Uh, where uh, McCartan sees that those professors might have been onto something as a much bigger Mama Gorgo erupts from the sea and just smashes up the whole fucking village, killing McCartan in a hail of bricks and rage. Yeah, Mamo just stamps on the whole fucking island. It's like, oh, (laughs) I'm from England and I hate the Irish. (laughs) And then she goes back to London. We don't we don't know where Gorgo comes from. Well, we know that Beb Gorg is like at least Irish. Well, then that wouldn't that mean that Mongorg is also Irish? Okay, but like, she kills a bunch of Irish people. That's that is English coded behavior. <laughs> I mean, okay, sure. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I didn't go into this expecting this this to have like you know, th- so, so political kind of. Values. Yeah, this this was not 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 what I was uh, I was coming into here for. But I guess I guess this is what we're doing. I'm try. I was sitting there. The You're whole just trying to find something else to, to find talk something about. else that that would interest me. And I was like, oh yeah, the English are dicks. <laughs> Complimentary to the people I'm sitting with. 
Uh, anyway, so uh, we see the professors are uh, now talking to an admiral about the danger, and they find out that there's been no communication with Nara Island. Uh, so the Navy goes to check on the island and fans of uh, early 1960s military planes and boats will get some nice stock footage here. Oh, yeah. Um, occasionally of British planes and things. Occasionally they are of British things. I did mostly, that. Mostly they are not. Yeah, mostly I did that. <laughs> uh, and uh, eventually they stumble into uh, the new bigger Gorgo. Mama. Uh, they shoot at it, but you can't really tell if that does anything because it just goes straight back underwater. I mean, to be fair, small arms fire didn't hurt Bebgorg, so why would it hurt Mumgorg? Well, this isn't small arms fire. This is like cannons from like It's small ships. arms fire to Mumgorg. I don't know. I feel like a ship's artillery cannon uh, does deserve at least so- some degree of respect of yeah, not being called try, small at arms. Least. Mm, okay. Like, okay. they have not tried ship-to-ship artillery uh, on yet. it yet. Um, so, uh, back in London, Sam and Joe are brought in by the Navy, uh, to the Admiral, whose name's Admiral Brooks, and they ask if they know anything useful, since, it, you know, it turns out Nara Island has been destroyed, which I think they do say Nara, like, the, uh, that Nara Island has been destroyed, but oh, you obviously just mean the village on it, because the, the island to is still there. To the but, island uh, to death? It's like, that's pretty hardcore. And the creature was spot, uh, spotted heading its way to London, um... Because it, you know, probably has Gorgo's scent uh, due to, like, the stuff that was washing off it on the boat. Which... That's actually quite clever. Yeah, I kind of like yeah. they actually acknowledge that. Uh, the Admiral, who in my notes I wrote in all caps and I don't know why. The Admiral! Okay, yeah, that's really intense. Uh, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I thought I loved the Admiral because he was so fucking useless. He was just on the phone all the time going, Oh, I see, yes. No, we can't use nuclear weapons. That's bad. <laughs> okay, bye. Love you. I mean, that's much, much later. Yeah, I know. It was funny. Um, but anyway, the Admiral is sure that they've killed the larger creature since they've dropped so many depth charges on it that no, no living thing could survive. Which then cuts to a scene of... The living thing surviving. Of Mama Gorgo <laughs> erupting out of the ocean, destroying a battleship, and then the Admiral getting a call and just being like, ah, fuck. <laughs> I love how like, Mum Gorgo's like, ha bitch, you thought. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, I've been humbled. Uh. Um, Sam, who's uh, very much in his, this was a bad idea phase now. Mm. It's like, we should release the baby while we've still got a chance. But he's shot down and they're... they're Basically, asked to leave. Uh, a little later, uh, Joe arrives back at the circus to find a visibly drunk Sam trying to open up the gates to Gorgo's pen. And Sean is trying to stop him because at this point, even Sean is like, okay, just letting him out. Like, whilst you're drunk, this is a bad move. Like, yeah. like, because Sean is broadly in favour of, like... I mean, Sean wants, wants, he wants Gorgo, Gorgo to be free, free. But, like... Not, not like not like that where he could just run out and stamp on all the nice lions and zebras. Yeah, not in a way that is going to lead to so much death right now instantly. Like, do it sensibly. Sean is the voice of reason in this he's movie. Like, he's probably also the only actually non-drunk person on set. Maybe. It I mean, was yeah, the 60s, who knows? Yeah, I mean, that's probably true. Um, <laughs> Can I just say as well, I will spoil the next part, because, like, it's Sam that's drunk, right? Yes. And he's, like, trying to open it, and, like, Joe comes up and is like, oh, God, I can't let Sam let the baby out. So he goes over and has a bit of a scuffle with him, and then just punches him out with the weakest, lamest punch. <laughs> and and because Sam's, like, obviously drunk, like, an entire bottle of whiskey, he's just, like, asleep. And then, and I've got to say, this was actually really hot, 
he just like Jonas picks him up and walks off with him over his shoulders, and I'm like, <laughs> oh. Suddenly I don't hate Joe as much as I thought I would. <laughs> also, you're paying attention to the film again. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, the moment male-coded <laughs> violence comes in, and I'm like, oh. I do, I, I do like how he's, uh, how he's uh, you know, he's, he's so ready to just punch the shit out of his friend. Like, the solution to it this is It was the 60s. To... Everyone was punching everyone all the time. Everyone was drunk and punching each other. Okay, this is true. That's this literally, true. like, like there was a cut scene where Sean just punches a cat i don't know if that's true um it won't be but so we're back out looking at the navy who is once again looking for for the big gorgo um there's more stock footage the monster uh pops their head just like neatly out the water and a truly comical amount of ordinance is yeah. fired at it <laughs> a truly comical amount of ordinance that is the perfect way to describe it um <laughs> it's like the the like naval ordinance equivalent of the amount of police that's in the Blues Brothers, you know? <laughs> Gorgo versus Illinois Nazis. I'd pay to see that. I think this is the second of these episodes we've referenced the Blues Brothers. We should watch the Blues Brothers. That's a good movie. I'm down to watch the Blues Brothers at some point. Yeah, I like well, the Blues Brothers. Maybe, yeah. Uh, not Blues Brothers 2000. No! Because uh, no. that's bad. Mm. Or at least I remember it being bad. No, it is. It is really, uh, really bad, yeah. Okay. Um... Anyway, so the monster just goes straight back underwater because of the amount of ordnance being fired at it. They're chased by a submarine, which is crewed by people um, who have... Are very obviously not English, because they're dubbed by very English people. They, are, they have the worst ADR in the whole movie. It is appalling. Like, like, they're, and they're, the, the ADR in this movie is really bad. And so this is saying something. I just remember there's a guy on the phone going, phone going he's like hurriedly trying to talk because like the guy's receiver's in front of his mouth so you can't see his mouth moving. But the thing is, you can see the rest of his face and know that it isn't moving. And then he puts <laughs> it down and just immediately shuts up and I'm like, oh god, this is... this is awful. Yeah, it's, this, that, that's pretty bad. Uh, they fire some torpedoes at the monster but those t- torpedoes can't keep up with it. Um, sort of rendering this whole scene with the submarine kind of redundant. redundant. Yeah, but they wanted to show you um, how bad ADR could be. <laughs> they wanted to show you that they bought this stock footage of a submarine. <laughs> yeah. They then talk about putting up the anti-submarine nets around the Thames estuary uh, to try and stop the creature, which made me fall down a little Wikipedia dive for a Were second. Were you looking to see if Ooh, the Thames fun, okay. had nets? Anti-submarine nets? It did have anti-submarine uh, measures. Um... That were put up, uh, you know, during like early Cold War times. They got like uh, a but really, they... really poor orphan hung him off by his belt straps. No, and no, they just were, had they were... like a stick to poke into the water. Um, but yeah, they, they weren't like this. Uh, they were more like solid physical things. Sometimes you can actually still see them if you're down south and you see like a kind of thing jutting out to the the coast. Uh, that was part of the old like anti-submarine okay. like infrastructure. Um, the the anti-submarine infrastructure, but they weren't nets, um, and they were demolished um, in, like the, in the sixties because um, ICBMs existed, and um, trying to stop a submarine coming into the Thames estuary turned out to not actually be that important. Mm. Uh, when someone can fire an intercon- intercontinental ballistic missile at you from the other side of the world, yep. Thanks. Anyway, uh, the nets are instantly torn by the monster. So much like the submarine, I don't know why it was brought up. <laughs> Um, one thing I do actually really like um, is that despite you not getting a huge amount of context, um, just through the way they shoot the monster, this this monster, they do a pretty good job of showing you that it's bigger. 
Like they shoot it from beneath a lot more. Like they give a bit more extreme angles on it, to just con- like- and they they kind of sh- that like shots of it are a lot closer. Mm-hmm. So it insinuates that it's bigger than the than Little Gorgo, um, just mostly through just shots alone. Yeah. Which I, I like. I, 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 think- I was reading that they bought like a um, slow mo camera as well to do some of the shots in slow more slow mo to make it that. feel more dramatic and because oh yeah, well you the have way- you have to to do this stuff, yeah, yeah, like the way they used to do like the uh, like the Godzilla stuff and things like that, which is they just film it at like on a special camera and then slow it down so mm. it would look like it was taking a long time to move its hefty bulk, which is like what they do in this, and I'm like. This Godzilla movies like that didn't like do that like Godzilla versus King Kong. There was like ah, oh, it's fine. Let's just have a dude. Obviously, just not even slowed down. Okay, I'm gonna swing around and being weird. I'm 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 afraid I'm gonna have to correct you here. Um, they were doing that from the very first Godzilla movie. Um, the only time they didn't was in uh, Godzilla Raids Again, where they fucked up and did it the wrong way around, so it acts super fast. Okay. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, you you basically shoot, you shoot at a higher frame. Effectively, you shoot at a higher, a higher you know frame rate, and, and then, then double it so the kaiju look even <laughs> yeah. faster. And then when you bring it down to a regular speed, um, then everything will move slower. Uh, which yeah is just how uh, yeah uh, from Godzilla oh. that's just been the standard practice. Yeah. Uh, but I imagine those cameras are expensive and were ex- well. I mean, they're expensive now, but I imagine they were extra expensive back then. Nah, my phone just slow mo. It's all good. Well, <laughs> yeah, just just create a time machine and go back in time to the sixties and just film Gorgo too. <laughs> Easy. Um, so uh, Mama Gorgo has reached the docks, and their first plan to stop the monster is to dump fuel out of a bunch of container ships and light the entire fucking harbour on fucking fire. Which is a metal way to do it. And also, I've I've written because, like, Mumgorg, like, punches a hole in the London Bridge and just destroys it. So I've oh no, London Bridge. Just, is, this where, yeah. is this where they just, where is this, is this the Tower Bridge just being destroyed? Uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get later on. The things to mention first. Okay, no. Yeah. Okay. No. Uh, which is the, uh, when they light the whole, the, the, like this, this, um, like dock area on fire, there's a bunch of just like onlookers, like Londoners, on who were just like, oh, that's interesting. And then when the thing goes up, they just get fucking incinerated. And true to form, uh, even though they are on, fun, uh, on fire, no Londoners, Londoners will even <laughs> piss on them to put them out. This is true, yes. Uh, this, this is a pro-Irish, anti-London podcast. Yeah, yeah, fuck London. <laughs> if you live in London, no you don't. That place sucks. Uh, this is where we establish that um, that they like we can't use nukes. The area is too built up for that, but a state of emergency is declared. So tanks are mobilised. You see people evacuating, um, being just... asked to head to bomb shelters, which I guess, yeah, a bunch of them would still be around. Yeah, can I just say, I love that. No, we are not authorising the use of atomic weapons. Yes, you can have tanks. <laughs> the the look of Lee when he's allowed he could have tanks. He's, he's, he's like, like oh, can I? Come on, if you're, if you're like a fucking general in the army, you are just... You want to use a tank all the time. I want yeah, to use a tank now, yeah. and I'm not even a general yeah. in the army. Like you, you want to drive the tanks around. Like I, I, I can't judge him for that. I can't judge him for that. Mostly, um, he wants to get the tank models out to put on his little board. Yeah, and then he gets the little brush without the bristles on it, and just go <laughs> and just push him along. Yeah. Um, in the in the people like evacuating 
um, you see a, a, a little girl drops her doll, which is then trampled by the crowd, which is, you know, the universal symbol of um, Fuck this is a bad time uh, mm. to be in a crowd. Isn't it interesting how a lot of uh, movies kind of show you scorched or broken the things like either toys or things heavily associated with children to show that this is an apocalyptic level event like or like a really horrific event has taken place like you know terminator 2 with showing like the um the repeated imagery of the playground getting like mm. atomized or like a more kid-friendly one of like the doll in mulan where they find the raised <laughs> village yes, yes. and they find the little dolly which is actually okay fun thing and then i'll shut up and we'll talk about this fucking boring movie uh but when they find that raised village, there is no more musicals throughout the rest of the movie. Mm. I thought that was kind yeah, of cool. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, Isn't that interesting? Yes. Yes, it is. Um, okay. No, I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. I'm just concentrating on on remembering where my place is. I'm concentrating on not falling asleep during this. I think I did fall asleep during a little couple of bits of this movie because you're telling me them and I don't remember them. I, I think you just didn't commit them to memory. I'm sorry, I can't help it. You just are bad at picking movies I want to watch. This is... I wanted to pick something different so we didn't just end up with another movie that has the exact same score as the last two. Okay, so yeah, let's just not watch good movies that I'll enjoy I then. I just picked a movie. Uh-huh. I didn't remember whether it was good or bad. I remember, Yes, you did, you lying liar who lies I, all the time. I remembered having some... Uh, like, finding it interesting. That's what I remembered, and okay. so that's why I picked okay. it. I actually don't have that much of a strong feeling about it. Yeah, I, I, just, like, I just like to argue with you. <laughs> anyway, where the fuck am I? People uh, were on fire. Okay, there was yeah, a yeah, dolly so that got the, stamped The doll on. got trampled, yes, the, you know, the death of innocence and all that. Um, the military take up position on Tower Bridge. Not London Bridge, Tower Bridge. It's a bridge in London. Fuck do I care. We. This is an anti-London podcast. <laughs> if you live in London, fuck you. No, you don't. One so, of them's a lot older than the other, so it, it does yeah. kind of... What? Well, well I mean, actually, well, it depends if you mean the remade one or the one of the original. Well, okay, oh yeah, actually, that's a point, God. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, L- London Bridge the is point a, is, a whole thing. We'll get, we'll get to the point about Tower Bridge later on. We have um, a point So, yeah, um... Ta- yeah, so um, they're, they're on Tower Bridge. They open fire at the creature again. Doesn't do much, obviously, Shock. because it didn't do much at the little creature and is not going to do much at the one that is like four times the size. Well, maybe they thought that they'd shot the, the, the Bebgorg so much that they've essentially inoculated it to bullet fire. Huh. But Mumgorg didn't have that. So maybe. This, this is a pro-vaccine movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... That hates London. Anyway, Mama Gorgo is mad and just smashes the shit out of Tower Bridge. Yeah, uh, fulfill- fuck you, Tower Bridge. Fulfilling the whole thing of that if you're going to do something in a um, famous city, then you have to destroy whatever a landmark, yeah, landmark yeah. is there. Um, the Arc de Triomphe, I remember getting destroyed it's in... in the Opera um, House. Uh, destroy all monsters. Well, doesn't um, uh, Zilla get, like, football kicked through Sydney Opera House? Yes, so, from Final Wars. In yes. Final Wars, yeah. yeah. As um, is tradition. As is tradition. Mm. Uh, the uh, Tokyo Tower has been destroyed about 50 times yeah. in different yeah. kaiju movies I've seen. Yep. One time it has a gauss uh, make a nest in it. Um, okay. Good. Gauss is a monster from Gamera. It is. Okay. I'll shut up. <laughs> I have two notes on the Tower Bridge thing. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, firstly, i got to love the model work. Yeah. i got to throw that out there. It's pretty yeah. cool. Secondly... 
when Tower Bridge goes down, someone, some news commentator, or whoever it is, this, this person who's like reporting on this, says that's one of London's oldest monuments destroyed. Yes. Tower Bridge was finished <laughs> in 1894. The film was, presumably, if it was set when it was released, 61. It, was, it might have been set a bit earlier when it was filmed, I don't know. But assuming it was set in 61, Tower Bridge was 67 years old at that point. Yeah, it's not just a case of it was built in living memory. It's like people who built it, some of them alive. might still be alive. Yeah, like there is a lot of old buildings in London. And even by even now, like Tower Bridge is pretty, you know, it's pretty cool. It's quite, it's iconic, blah, blah, blah. But even now compared, like relative to like some of the other buildings in London, it doesn't, it's not that old. And well, time, I mean, it's 67 it's, years is not a long time. That's, it feels very written by an american because americans think that that it is a british old... production that's what's weird about it yeah yeah uh, and it's like the thing is it's like next to like the tower of london yeah which, which is much is... older maybe the you see you see the house of the parliament which is some of also bits much of older are, some bits of Please. it are a lot older well yeah some bits are yeah gorgo could have won the hearts of the english populace if they'd have just stamped the fuck out of number 10 i'm just gonna say it <laughs> Yeah, well, you just yeah. stamp on that, and they'd be like, "Oh, yeah. I gotta give it to the big lizard. At least it's not lying to get us to fight with a rack or fucking whatever." Because that's, that's my best Yorkshire accent. Did you like? I was Yorkshire. No, I was oh, actually. I was joking. <laughs> you oh. can't tell. <laughs> I literally, my one of my big. Why do you hang was, your hat so much on this accent thing? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Gorgo gets onto land. Uh, actually, I do want to mention, uh, this whole thing is lit in a very moody fashion that reminds me of the Godzilla Italian movies expression. they made in the 90s. Um, like this, I don't know, it just kind of reminds me of a lot of uh, that kind of era, which is just one of the things where this movie is like oddly ahead of its time in some mm. ways. It's, it's peculiar. Um, so it comes upon land, the military fire, more and more shit at it, which basically does nothing. Typical Godzilla stuff. And then, um, as my notes say, Comrade Mama Gorgo uh, starts demolishing the Houses of Parliament. Oh, um, <laughs> Comrade. And th- this scene, uh, because it, you know, uh, destroys... I can never remember the actual name of it, but the tower, um, the clock tower, Elizabeth and starts tower. a million pedants going, uh, actually, Big Ben is just the bell. I've never heard that. Yeah. I didn't know that. So Big Ben isn't the the tower, it's no, the bell. No, I always forget what the actual tower's called. Big Ben b- Tower. But yeah, the, the Big Ben is just the actual bell. Uh, well, maybe the tower is called Ben. It is not. I think well, it's okay, called... Okay, so you don't know what it's, it's called. It's I Elizabeth know it's not tower, called Ben. Right? I was about to say, I thought it was... I th- did, did they rename it to that? No, probably. No idea. But yeah, I think it is the Elizabeth Tower, I think, what it's actually called. I did just write, Lamouth, get fucked, Big Ben. I mean, yeah. Because I mean, I mean, it does ben destroy would also Bell, be, like. be fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so um, back at the circus, we see Sean jump into an army van, and like the soldier, like like scoops the kid up, like like, like oh come, you're fucking coming with us. Oh, let's adopt um, another Irish child. The, it's not really particularly communicated well why this is happening, but Sam and Joe give chase. Well, I'm guessing he's just being evacuated because they do say go to the nearest bomb, bomb shelter or the London Underground. Yeah, well, that's where... That Which is like... One of the places where you go to, um, like, go and shelter during the Blitz and things. My, I think my grandfather was um, there during the Blitz and he was just like, no one gave a fuck after a while. Like, he was, like, he said that he was, uh, my grandfather was sitting in a cafe talking to a friend, and, like, no, like there was just boards all over the windows, because no one had windows anymore, because they'd all been blown out. And then they hear the air raid sirens off, and everyone just kind of stops. 
and just waits for them to go past. And then they just carry on their conversation because they just did not give a fuck. That does not. And I'm like, that's grim. Um, I, I, I don't think it's because that, because, well, uh, that he's not like evacuating with Sam and Joe at his, um, He's just got, he's just been stolen by the army at this point. It does, especially because of how eagerly the army guy like grabs the kid. They finally got Rather than being like, why the fuck is this kid jumping on, uh, trying to jump in this thing? He's like, oh no, there's a child, must take. It, it's, it's <laughs> Free kid, a little weird. Uh, anyway, we get more of Gorgo smashing up London. There's a real big emphasis on people being crushed by falling bricks in this I, movie. I think they just wanted to show off that quite cool composite shot that they had, where it was just yeah. a bunch of falling bricks, and then they kind of layer it over people lying on the floor going, oh no, we're being yeah. crushed by bricks, as you can see. Um, Which was honestly, that would have been that would have looked amazing at the time. So as they get deeper into uh, London, because uh, Joan, Sam, are in their car, and uh, following this army truck, and they kind of lose lose sight of where Sean is, um, and so they kind of get out of the car because there's too many people around, and they start looking for him, more more smashing, and then they see um, Sean is just kind of sitting there, kind of just happily looking at Gorgo murder people, well, big Gorgo, Mama Gorgo, you know. Um, Joe sees him and uh, does what comes natural to him and grabs the child and runs off with him. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, and there's a real emphasis here on, like, how chaotic the evacuation is. In a way that, in these movies, you don't often see. Like, there's a lot of repeated shots in it, but you see, mm. like, there's, there's people, like, jumping out of buildings. There's people, like, falling over and getting, like, like shit going bad for them. Like, it doesn't shy away from how fucked it would be to have a, try to try and evacuate a city, like, as it's being destroyed. That's honestly, like, yeah. It's uh, odd, it, it has an odd commitment to realism in this and only this thing. I do think it's interesting how the the main kind of concern is not being stamped on by the monster. It's the fact that you're being trampled by a hysterical crowd. Yeah. That's what the majority of fatalities are. At least or, the, one, the, the ones we see, we do see a few. You do, they, there are a lot of shots of just like people fighting through crowds like mm. holding kids up and stuff and it's like yeah you're gonna get crushed and the, I, can I just honourable mention the end mm. is nigh guy we'll get there oh, in a second yeah. oh that we'll get man. there in a second <laughs> um Joe and and Sean um decide cause you, you know uh, fucking uh, Sam's elsewhere at this point we don't actually know where he is he's off um Joe yeah. like goes down into the underground with a shitload of people um, to try and like wait out Gorgo walking above them, but Gorgo is obviously well, big Gorgo, <laughs> Mama. my mama Gorgo is so fucking heavy it just completely collapses it, yeah. the um, the station, and you see um, Joe and Sean like well, well, it's Joe he's carrying Sean like he jumps into the actual like train tunnel part. Um, whilst the entire station gets completely like caved in and presumably kills like three hundred people right yeah, then that's, and there, yeah, that's that's quite a high body count for that scene. Um, so that's uh, yeah, uh, that's pretty fucked. And then the tunnel starts to flood, uh, and they and so they have to quickly get out of like a service tunnel. We see uh, Mama Gorgo heading into like Piccadilly Circus and smashes like a big sign that's there that's got like "Come See Gorgo." You on can't it. have a kaiju movie without them destroying something that is very related to the movie. So either the the cinema it's debuting in or a sign yeah. with it. There has to be something like that. It's the law. Um, um, 
Where was I? Oh, so so we see some jets are launched, uh, which I presume are also American jets. I think they <laughs> I, are. I, I, yeah. I, I wasn't paying, <laughs> paying attention. I'm not super good at this era of military, uh, like stuff. I'm not good at many eras of military stuff, but I'm worse at this. Uh, and those uh, jets start, like you know, firing missiles at uh, Mama Gorgo, but don't really do much uh, uh, apart from blowing up things that um, Mama Gorgo hasn't crushed yet. Which is wow, nice work. Yeah. You're helping her out. Nice one. Uh, this is when we see a repent the end is nigh guy. I do love him. Hey, he, mm. this man looks so stoked to be there. Yeah, he's like, he's like, fuck you. We're all gonna die. It's gonna be awesome. I'm wearing finally, a sandwich board. Oh. Making this sign pays off. Yeah, yeah, he's wearing the full old sandwich. Although board. I did notice how cheaply the sign was made. It was a sandwich board that they'd got like butcher paper and like PVA <laughs> it because it was peeling off at the edges. And Look, they spent the a, they spent a lot of money on that. That monster. That's fine. And also, I'm going to be honest, I don't think uh, guys who walked around, um, if they ever did that, I presume they must have existed at some point because they're such like a pop culture staple of a certain era. Yeah, maybe. Um, I never, I've never seen one myself, but I've always, I've always been aware of the truck. Yeah, they must have existed in some form. But anyway, I don't think these people exactly had like a huge amount of money for professional sign making. I think it if was a, the end is nigh, why don't a, you spend a bit more extra to get people catching? I think it was very side. much a passion project. So, you know, they probably did mm, it themselves. Well, maybe if they applied themselves more, might be more convinced that the end was nigh. Just saying. Anyway, it was uh, extremely fucking nigh for this guy because <laughs> uh, he's trampled by the crowd. Yeah, he, gets, he gets trampled to death. Uh, he is dead now. Uh, I hope he wasn't your favourite character because he is dead. He was my favourite character. Um, so Mama Gorgo is heading towards the circus. Uh obviously heading towards to save baby, baby, Gorgo. baby Gorgo. Yeah. And uh, Joe gets back there with Sean. Um, Sam's already got back. Um, the uh, military is shown asking the professors, like, how much would it take to electrocute the big the big one? Uh, pet peeve here. Electrocu- electrocution is, is death by electricity. I think that's Otherwise, what they're trying. I think they're trying to I kill know, us. But, I, I know, but a lot of people do think, oh yeah, I got electrocuted at work today. It's like, well, you look pretty alive. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they guess about 2 million volts. So uh, we see Battersea Power Station being prepared. Uh, they then, in, a, in the time frame that is only possible in kaiju movies... Uh, they erect some new power lines all around the park. Imagine um, if they were this quick to fix the potholes, am I right? Yeah. This is what your fucking council tax goes for. This type of uh, of big public works pro- program is impossible in modern cities. It really is. Um, but so they erect these power lines and uh, Mama Gargo... Mama... Mama Gorgo. Mungo. Mumgorg. Mumgo. 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 Mumgorg. Uh, you know, gets there, gets hit by four million volts, and then just knocks the things down, which is a rehash of the exact same thing happening about halfway through the 1954 Godzilla film. Mm-hmm. Um, this this movie does recycle a lot of things. Um, so uh, Mama Gorgo then gets up to where the, the swimming pool, uh, you know, the, the baby's the being piss, kept the, in. The baby piss pool. The baby piss pool. Like you, with with her foot, like smashes the side of it to like make her, you know, so that there's like a clear ramp to get out of it. And baby Gorgo leaves the pen with with its mum, and um, we just and the, like, the journalist gives like this 
Joker from Full Metal Jacket-esque monologue about how there it goes, the most powerful creature on God's green earth, knowing that it's truly the king of be- blah, 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 blah. Which is the also the same guy that when there was smoke everywhere, he just literally was standing there with his microphone going, oh no, I can't see because of the smoke. And the way I delivered that line was more convincing than he fucking did. I believe that bit is also stolen from uh, awful. from awful. the original Godzilla. Uh, and it, uh, uh, I would have preferred is... it if the guy just straight up just said it in Japanese. Because uh, yeah, uh, you you do see uh, a bunch of uh, people um, reporting on Godzilla's attack and then get uh, fucking murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, while this is going on, uh, Joan, Sam, and Sean are just kind of sitting there watching this happen, and then the movie abruptly ends. <laughs> but I will say, Bebgorg is adorable next to Mumgorg. Yes. And no, they just like yeah. hop into the water, and he's so tiny. <laughs> it's so cute. And he's a lot smaller than the sort of size difference you see in the picture earlier, it seems. He's way smaller. He's like, he's like if she's tiny. a meter tall, he's like 15 centimeters. Look. Whenever a old completely mo- ruined whenever the a, for me. Whenever an old monster movie gives you ex- explicit numbers, you take those with the hugest pinch of salt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, that is uh, that is the end of the movie. It does end very abruptly, but that was not uncommon for movies at this no, time period, honestly. and especially for um, giant monster movies at yeah. this time period. Some of the fucking, the original Rodan ends so fucking abruptly, you think your DVD is broken. <laughs> that good, huh? <laughs> uh, so, um, that was the movie. Uh, before we get into, uh, do, do you want me to do uh, yeah. some trivia about it first, before we get into our thoughts about it? Yeah, let's get into it? trivia. Sure. Uh, so this was very obviously inspired by Godzilla. Um, it was originally going to be set in Japan as an allusion to that. Um, but then they thought, oh, maybe we could set it in France, and then finally they um, decided to set it in the uh, in the British Isles. Not before. Uh, this is my favourite trivia fact. If I can just jump in, yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you're going to say. Yes. Uh, do you would you like to read it out? Or would you like no, me no, to read no? No, no, you out? say it. You say it. Okay. So yes, it was originally going to be set in Japan. Then it was possibly going to be set in France. Then they thought about Australia. <laughs> <laughs> They decided not to because they decided the audiences wouldn't care if a monster attacked Australia. <laughs> like for real? That is the yeah. most English response. Yeah. I don't know who they cares they about also that cited a lack of in, lack of interesting landmarks to destroy as well in Australia. When was the Sydney Opera House built? I don't actually know. Oh, oh, before this film, I, it's pretty old, isn't it? I, yeah, no. Honestly, I'm oh, my 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 social sciences teacher is gonna kill me. Yeah, I just oh, I could, have a, have like a very uh, quick Google. It was built in da, 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 59. 1959. No, oh, groundbreaking, groundbreaking in fifty nine. It was finished in seventy three. Okay. Ah, so, so yeah, so, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a there's, I mean, there's a there's a, a harbour bridge that's older than that. Yeah, yeah, the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Yeah, yeah, and I guess I guess the other big well known landmark is like the uh, big banana is a big rock in the, the middle. The big pineapple, um, the what, taste of Queensland. The what's the proper name of this rock? Uluru. Yeah, um, yeah, but like if you okay, if you destroyed Uluru, that is so fucked because that is of such oh, a yeah, cultural yeah, significance. Yeah. To the Aboriginal. Do people. you think that people making these movies care? No, but <laughs> I would I would be cringing so hard I'd break it. Yeah, totally but equally, yeah. Also, equally, the people making this film didn't think that that was an important. 
thing. So. Oh yeah, also this is yeah. also this is also true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, <laughs> yeah. again, I really yeah, I, I love that fact. They're like, nah, not Australia. No one will give a shit. It's fine. Yeah, no one gives a shit. <laughs> that is uh, very funny. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, so uh, the actor who played Sean uh, didn't uh, didn't do much acting. He, he pretty much all around a couple of year period where he was this kind of age. Um. But he would go on to be an assistant director and do a lot of second unit stuff um, for a lot of other movies, including the 1978 Superman movie and an episode of Magnum P.I., which I just thought was too bizarre a fact to mention. Um, Gorgo was not received super well um, by reviewers of the time. Uh, I noted a couple of things down from some reviews, which was, um, and I quote, a sad waste not of talent, but of opportunity, (laughs) that it was designed for juvenile adults, and that it was not unintelligent, but is entirely routine. Devastating. Uh, Which is pretty (laughs) fucking harsh. Yeah. Um... Especially considering this is very early in the uh, kaiju movie sort of oeuvre. Uh, and even earlier when you consider it took a few years for them to come over here as well. Because it was Godzilla was released in 1954 in Japan. But I, th- I think it was like 56 or something by the time the King of the Monsters cut, which has um, <laughs> the character of Steve Martin inserted into oh, it. Oh, yes. Um, not a, that one. Not that one. Uh, which is why <laughs> when that character comes back for the... English language Don't they cut. Only of ever referred to him as Doctor Martin, as Mister Martin, oh, Mister Martin in the yeah. in Godzilla nineteen eighty four because they bring the character back, but only for the English cut of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a there's a weird history of like localizations of kaiju movies. It took a while before we just started getting the same movie but dubbed. Anyway, uh, though Gorgo did not have any true sequel movies, because obviously these kind of movies often got a billion sequels, it did get um, some comic books, some of which were illustrated by Steve Ditko of Spider-Man fame. I'm about to say. Okay. Who did he piss off? (laughs) And there was a short comedy film released in 2009 called Waiting for Gorgo. I've heard of this. Uh, where effectively it takes place many, many years after the movie where there's an audit of the department at the Ministry of Defence that was set up in case Gorgo ever returned. <laughs> it's just like three actors. Uh, you can watch it on uh, waitingforgorgo.com to this day. Not Spawn. If you really want to watch it. It's like 15 minutes long or something. I have watched it. It is. you have. It is fine. There is also... A Japanese film called Gappa the Trifibian Monster, uh, made in 1967, that... Now, I have watched I watched both those movies individually many years ago, and I went, these movies have the exact same fucking plot. Hmm. And then I noticed that, yeah, the uh, Gappa the Trifibian Monster, he, it's trifibian because it is, <laughs> it, it is in the water, land the land, and the air, because it can fly. Oh, wow. Uh, and, and yeah, it has the the exact same plot. And when I uh, and when I looked up about it later, lots of people have noticed this and basically treat it as if this is like an unofficial remake of Gorgo, almost. <laughs> uh, okay. But but for a Japanese audience, which makes a nice change from um, mm. you know uh, there being a Western remake of a Japanese film that's kind of bad, uh, it being the other way around. Because mm. I don't remember. Gappa being particularly good 
Although I do have one interesting fact about it, which is that in the episode of Red Dwarf, where they go to a planet where there's like, it's like a waxwork museum. Okay. But all the waxworks are robots. There are monsters there as well. And they use stock footage of Gapper in that episode. Oh, interesting. Again, a thing because I am me, I noticed without <laughs> being told. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that is, uh, that is the movie. That is the trivia I have. What, uh, what, what order do we want to give our, our opinions on and our score about? Who wants to, who wants to go first? I think, I think you should go last because I have no idea where you're going to land on this one. Okay. Um, and I don't want you to necessarily influence what what me or me or um, snipe do okay that's completely fine um do you want to go first then matt sure okay um this film i come down both ways on this film it some of the things on it are very you know it's very slow paced to blah blah blah. but that's you know it's 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 made it was released in 61 you can't judge it for that that's fine but it does feel a little bit lazy sometimes with the, yeah the terrible adr and there's a lot of stock footage that isn't necessarily, you know, there's stock footage of an American plane flying in the daytime <laughs> and then it cuts to London at nighttime with where the missiles are hitting and things. It's like, it yeah. just took that long. It's just to get a there. little bit lazy and like there's, you know, a lot of reuse of footage and um, there's some you backwards some, footage. Uh, so some... some of the footage that they actually make themselves, they obviously you see filmed some... it. Yeah, you see some, like, tanks going around a corner, like, oh, three or four times. So times. Like, it's the same and, like, Yeah, some of the shots that they did themselves, like, there's one shot where there's people running away, and it's, like, it's just all the flip, it's just been flipped, like, horizontally flipped, because they obviously, they filmed it one way, and then was like, oh, no, it'll look better the other way, but they didn't change any of the, like, adverts on the buses and things. And you're like, well, yeah, why? Yeah. Just, just, film, just show it the other way, or just, I don't know. So there's a lot of things like that, and then there's, yeah, there's, like, um... There's like, there's like various mistakes on things like, and you don't want to quit, quit, criticize too much, but it's just emblematic of the ever so slight laziness in it. Like they say, turn the to, when they're doing the voltage generation thing towards the end, they say turn turn it to the, the power station to full power, and they move a massive. They make a big point of zooming in on the big switch that he turns to shut down, and you're like, <laughs> no one noticed this. You zoomed in on the day. thing. <laughs> And then the dials on the voltage say PSI, which is pressure and not volume. And, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Not pressure, not voltage, sorry. And there's just things like that. It's like, you, you, did no one check these things? But then, like, on the flip side of that, some of the, like, special effects, and don't get me wrong, like, I've not seen many 60s, like, monster films, films that would have special effects in. But they hold up pretty well. Like, some of the composites, like you, like you were saying earlier, some of the composite shots between where you've got the, like, suit motion stuff and, and on the, like, smaller scale... Or filmed on the smaller scale, bigger scale. Wait, which way around is it? Yeah, smaller <laughs> scale. Yeah, and then you've got like the actual just humans doing stuff, or like composited together. Looks pretty cool, and like some of the green screen stuff, like all of the shots where they're in boats, are like pretty obviously green screens, but you can only tell because there's like a weird, funny outline around them sometimes. And it's like it's less obvious at a first glance than some like bad films now that use terrible green screen shots. And you just watch it and you're like, well, this is obviously a terrible green screen. Whereas that you didn't notice until you noticed the like, slight flickering. So, you're like, so there's some bits of it that are like, technically really good. So it's sort of, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know. It's not, it, it also, I mean, it's not my sort of thing, to be honest. Mm. Um, and I, as much as I can't let that affect me too much, like it, 
you know, these are our scores. These are not, you know, I'm not grading it for how objectively good it is because I'm not snipe exactly. and can't objectively grade it. <laughs> exactly. So, I'm the only one who's the, allowed the to score, do that. The scores at the end of these things are purely subjective. There is this. Yeah. This is an objectivity free zone. Absolutely. So on that regard, I'm going to disappoint some people and please some people get by giving it a four. Okay. Fair. Okay. Fair. I think that is a completely fair score. And uh, what? Uh, what say you, Snipe? I honestly, Dramat hit the nail on the head so many points. But yeah, there were points like composite shots where you can tell that that was somebody's baby. They tried really hard and it did still look pretty good. And it was really impressive. But then there's like, yeah, just the blatant who gives a fuckism <laughs> about a lot of it. And I was struggling so hard to pay attention to this movie. And I know I'm being a little bit unfair with it purely because I have so much I couldn't understand about it because I am physically disabled and could not understand about it. But the ADR was so appalling to the point where it feels like they maybe gave the voiceover artists like a, a like you know, oh you can have a look at some of the footage we got and then they just asked them to freewheel. Because it's so <laughs> Not what's happening, and it really yeah, made yeah. my head hurt. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think more more countries should have a had should have had a go at making their own giant monster movies. Yeah, I I always love it when I I find a new one mm. uh, from like a, a, a new place. Like. It's just interesting, kind of like seeing how they interpret the tropes and stuff like that, and how this literally was just King Kong. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, <laughs> which is fine. Bit. But yeah, and I was like, but yeah, uh, I no, I. Can I, can we give like half scores or is it no has to be no it's got 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 to be rounds for for our score for what we give anyway the final score can have a decimal point but okay I'm gonna say three three okay I'm sorry it's just a bit too old it's a bit it's just not quite the kind of genre I'm really interested in that much and and it just it messed up a lot. And yeah, no, I'm sorry. It's got to be a three. That's that is complete. It's completely fair. And uh, I I will vow to if I I bring another giant monster movie to you for your um, delectation, then I will My delicate, uh, yeah delicatessen. <laughs> I I will try and find something that is uh, maybe a little more. Um, what I think will be uh, you, you folks' speed. Okay. Well, I mean, look, but, look, I mean, thank you. I'm glad I watched it because it's yeah, like, oh, absolutely. I, yeah. Mm. But like, yeah, I'm, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm mad I'm very at much, the English. <laughs> I would never have watched this film if it wasn't suggested for this. I'm very happy that I have now seen it. Yeah, that, that was one of the reasons why. I don't why consider it, it like a waste of time, or I don't mm. regret watching it by any means. I, I, mm-hmm. I definitely enjoyed having seen it. Yeah, <laughs> you just will never think about it again after you hit stop record. I have definitely <laughs> seen this movie. Um, what about you? Okay, so I actually made a bunch of notes here because I knew no, I, did, I, I wanted to like kind of hit some points because I, I I really because like as a fan of the genre of the the kaiju movie and having seen you know quite quite a lot of them and not just the Godzilla movies like I've you know like I mentioned earlier I've mentioned like Gappa and and Gamera and um Yongari and um hell I've 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 watched the uh, the North Korean propaganda kaiju movie Pulgasari so like I I know I'm watching it through a very specific context of that I'm willing to forgive a lot of things because I'm so familiar with the tropes but there are some things where I was like, 
Okay, so the protagonists of this, um, especially Joe, are so fundamentally unlikable that Which, I don't care what happens to you them. You can have protagonists that is terrible people who you don't like. You can do that. Not in this movie. But they're not interestingly awful either. They're just awful. They're just kind of shitheads. Uh, like I say, especially Joe. Sam's not so bad at times, but, you know, it, 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 it's whatever. And one thing that I thought was quite funny is that uh, once the finale begins, they are not involved in the plot, even slightly. Mm. Sam, Joe, and Sean are just observers to the entire rampage at the end. Nothing that happens is related to If you want to a charitable reading, you could say that that was representative of the disempowerment that they feel. But no, it was just they forgot the protagonist <laughs> existed. Let's be fucking honest. But literally, they could disappear from the movie and it would play out the same. You, you just wouldn't have... Because they barely... They, all, all that they used for is a, for a few point of view things. But we also have lots of point of view things of lots of unnamed characters mm. throughout that finale. So it's like, yeah. yeah. Like I say, it does have an abrupt ending, but that is not uncommon for the time. It's very derivative of um, the uh, of Godzilla at times, like the original Godzilla. Um, so it means that you know, and, and as I was saying about like the people not being involved, like it means that for most of the movie, the only character who has actually any agency in the inter- in the movie is Mama Gorgo. Okay, so girl boss. <laughs> This is a feminist movie. Let me tell you why this is... I'm going to give you a feminist reading of Gorka. Okay. 1961. Girl stamps on parliament. Yas queen. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to stamp on parliament. It, uh, if I was a giant monster and therefore non-actionable. But um, there are some things that I do think are genuinely cool about it. Like that this was a kaiju film in colour the year before the first colour Godzilla film which was King Kong versus Godzilla Mm. Um, and Mm. it is shot in uh, you know there's a lot of amazing effects work and it is shot in ways that are often kind of ahead of their time in terms of like like I say, some some of this kind of of movie because, like I say, there are some shots in there that gave me real big vibes of like um like the 90s era of like you kind of um well not even 90s because they did that series did start in the 80s like you kind of godzilla versus biolante or um all hail uh godzilla mothra save the earth or whatever it's called uh the one with batra in it um mm. that often did have their finales take place at night uh, because it were you know a lot of the older ones did not necessarily do that because it's obviously harder to shoot in darkness yeah, but the lighting and the explosion effects look so much cooler. Yeah, and and yeah, I thought like a lot of these things were really cool. And like I say, the, the effects work is uh, like yeah, occasionally a little lazy, or I guess it's more like some shots are lazy, but the effects work is nearly always very high effort. I did forget I wanted to mention how I was actually quite pleasantly surprised by the twist that Gorgo is the baby. Yeah, it's a, I it's thought a fun I didn't see around. I didn't yeah. see that coming, and I was like, oh, that's kind yeah. of fun. That that is I a like fun it. turnaround. You know, where it's due. That it was did, a fun it, little twist. It did make me happy because, like, this isn't so threatening. Thing as like, they just caught it with a net. All they need <laughs> to do is get another to net. Catch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, so, and I did also appreciate how unflinchingly brutal the movie was once shit went it, like got real. It got mm. kind of gruesome. Like I remember there was that there was like a composite shot of a guy in like a flat. And, like, you could just see him through the window, and then, like, the bricks all... Because, you know, England is built with bricks. 
It's not like Australia where everything's wood. You know, <laughs> yes, and it's not yes. like America where most things are wood. <laughs> everything's like, made of dryboard. Everything's made of dry Dryboard? Dry what am I saying? I don't know. Drywall. Drywall. That's, that's what, that's what I wanted go. to say. There you go. Load-bearing drywall. <laughs> yeah. I know that's a joke. It's fine. But yeah, no. So that it was unflinching at times. Yeah, and, and in, a, in a way that... Um, I think that's probably something that it also borrowed from the original Godzilla film. Because the uh, it's very easy to forget in the subsequent brace of films that came out sort of during... You know, mostly during like the 60s. Um, that God's, the first Godzilla is not a silly movie. Uh, it takes its subject matter very seriously. And there are some moments that are genuinely like, oh, fuck, like, mm. go hard. Uh, I feel like that was probably borrowing from that. Um, and it's taken a long time for that. If, like, the most recent couple of Godzilla movies have really lent into that again, mm. which is interesting. So- I will say, it just kind of occurred to me that they didn't feel gratuitous. They just felt kind of gritty and realistic you know as much as a 1960s yeah. monster movie death scene could a be. silly premise but it's taken seriously but yeah and like yeah like it's not talking about the deaths and stuff it's like yeah it's not like it's not milking it yeah it's just kind of no well yeah they're gonna get crossed to death crossed, crushed to death by bricks or trampled there, there it is yeah and you're like well yeah i suppose and all, all that stuff means that though I though I can like acknowledge that the movie's kind of it's got some major major problems, mm. and um, you know I I don't think this is necessarily a movie for anyone to start watching this kind of genre of movies at. But as a fan of the genre and stuff, I think I got a bit more out of it. But I also acknowledge that it what is fairly generic, and you can not watch it, and you're not missing a huge amount beyond a few cool effect shots. And so I am going to give it a, a, a the stamp of mediocrity of five. Okay. So, I kind of I kind of think I thought you'd uh, do that. Like not not kind of being negative or anything. Which means it ends up with an overall thing of four. Its a rating four. is four, which means that this is subjectively <laughs> the worst movie we have watched so far. In this uh, in this run, coming below Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie at Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie at four point seven. Yes, so um, I'm I think that's a fair that's a fair uh, score. Yeah, yeah. I I I I am also happy that to uh, to add it, you know, to give uh, a movie that wasn't like you know completely terrible or completely amazing. To sort of, I, I I think there's there's interesting things to be uh, talked about in this sort of middle ground of stuff that's all right. <laughs> yeah, know? it's fine. Mm. Uh, but snipe. Yes. The next episode, it falls to you. It is my choice next time. It is. Okay. What movie are we going to watch for the next episode? Okay, so I think people might be starting to spot a pattern here with the movies I'm suggesting. Uh, it is the 1992 Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Oh, yes. interesting. Okay. Which I loved as a kid. Haven't really watched it as an adult, though. I have not seen that as movie a, for about 15 years. As a blonde kid, a blonde little girl who loved fist fighting, <laughs> I loved it. This this came out before the Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, TV series. Yes. Quite a bit before. A lot before. Nearly, mm. like, like, eight years before. So, yeah. Um, and I know 
that you've maybe seen it once. I have seen it once with you, yes. Yeah, yeah. And that was like 15 years ago. Oh, don't say that. But yeah, so, and you can uh, watch it um, if you have Disney Plus in the UK. You can watch it on there. Not sponsored. But just if you want to watch if these before watch it. it. Because actually, this is the first episode that has been recorded after we've started setting the episodes live. Yes. So also tell us if you watch Gorgo, what your uh, your opinions, what your thoughts, what your ratings were, because we're very interested in seeing. And uh, yeah, please watch the 1992 Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie for the next episode, because I want I want to see what everyone thinks about that. I'm, I'm really intrigued to see how well that has aged, um, because I know that... You know, uh, the shine has somewhat gone from Joss Whedon for multiple that reasons and, for the series. You know, the woman who plays Buffy in that is a psychopath. Oh, horrifying person! Do not like her at all. But I won't. Spo- I won't spoil anything about the actual movie. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that because I yes. haven't seen it in a good while. Okay, so uh, well. Good day, everybody. I yes. hope you enjoyed this episode. And we'll see you next time for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> A goodbye. Bye. Bye.